Welcome to the Year of Faith discussion series presented by the Most Reverend Richard Lennon, Bishop of the Cleveland Catholic Diocese. This series is presented as part of Benedict XVI's request that there be opportunities for the faithful to deepen their appreciation and their knowledge of church teaching. From the Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist, Bishop Lennon speaks on the Second Vatican Council's decree on the Catholic Churches of the Eastern Rite. The handout that Bishop refers to is available from our Year of Faith website, dioceseofcleveland.org slash yearoffaith. My dear friends, as we come together today, we uh, leave behind the, the work on divine revelation as we spend two sessions looking at divine revelation. However, we're going to see in what we talk about today um, the role of divine revelation and the value of this idea of the diversity within the Catholic Church. And so, as I had indicated, we will be looking at what is called the Eastern Churches. At the time of our Lord, the church began in Jerusalem, and that's where the early, the early followers of Jesus were. And yet, even in the scriptures, we see how they began to move out in, in obedience to what Jesus taught them, go therefore and teach all nations. So what they were doing was carrying out what the Lord had asked of them. And so we hear about Philip meeting the Ethiopian as he was returning to Ethiopia. We hear about, about Peter and Paul, how they moved out to, uh, to Antioch and then on to Rome and to all the places that Paul had visited. And so the church was expanding. Now, as we know, there's a difference between, between Cleveland and, and Akron. They have different histories. They have different important events in their lives. And when we go further, there's a bigger difference between Cleveland and, for example, New Orleans. The cultural differences and all of that. I remember when a bishop that I worked for, Bishop Alfred Hughes, went to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to become the new bishop there. And I had breakfast with him the following day, and I said, Al, how was it? He had been named Bishop of Baton Rouge. And I'll never forget his response. It's like a different country. Now, he didn't say that in a disparaging way. What he said was, it's very different. And that's true, my dear friends, that, you know, no two places are the same. And that's why I used as the first example Cleveland and Akron. But Cleveland and New Orleans is even a greater difference. Well, that has a lot to say about how the church began to spread and how that all came to be. 
And I'd like to pass this out so we can begin to identify what the Eastern churches are about. The church, first of all, as we said, was in Jerusalem. And then it was a little bit north into Antioch. And then it went further to the east, uh, to the west. And there was Alexandria in Egypt. And it's only in the 60s that it goes to Rome. And then it starts to go further north. Well, in this little sheet of paper, and I'll wait till everyone gets a copy, has, you know, you know, does everyone have one yet? The church had certain central locations that became significant. Why? Significant because it was an important city. Significant because it was where the church began to get numbers. And in the case of, of Antioch and Rome, because Peter and Paul were connected with it. And so in this little diagram, you see at the very top in the middle is Jerusalem. That's where it began. And then on the next line down, we have Alexandria that I have mentioned in Egypt. Antioch, which is just above Israel. And then we go, let's skip over Armenia, and then we have Constantinople. Constantinople is... The old city, Constantinople, became an important city in 361 and became a major center of, of the church. It's where the Roman emperor moved to, left Rome and went to Constantinople. And then at the far side of it is Rome. Those became the central places. Now you'll notice, let me say that word about Armenia. Armenia is always looked at a little bit differently because when it began and most of its history was outside the Roman Empire. Antioch, Alexandria, Constantinople, Rome, Jerusalem, they were all part of the empire. Armenia was outside. It's not a major thing, but their development was a little bit different because it did not have common language. It did not have, you know, and there was certainly transportation issues. It's remained Catholic for 2,000 years, but it's just seen as a bit different. And so, in the boxes... Underneath that, these are the different groups that are called church. The Catholic Church is made up of 22 churches. 
The biggest church by far is what most of us, maybe all of us, belong to, the Latin church. But all these other churches have their beginnings in those early years uh, at those major cities, and then they split off and had groups that became churches from them. So beginning at the left, as as we each look at the paper, we have the Coptics, we have the Ethiopians, They both have their origin in Alexandria. The next group, their beginnings are in Antioch. The Malankaris and the Syrians and the Maronites. They're in that area or in the Near East, except for the Malankaris, which is in India and has been for centuries. The Armenians, they did not give birth to any other churches. It was all Armenian. Now the Byzantine, we have to go down to the bottom of the page, because they kept expanding, and they went through all these countries. The Albanians, the Bulgarians, the Russians, the Berlo-Russians, the Ruthenians, the Greeks, the Hungarians, the Slovaks, the Italo-Albanians, the Ukrainians, the Macedonians, Croatia and Serba and Monterego are all one, the Melkites and the Romanians. They all have their own hierarchy completely in union with Rome. What you're seeing on this page, everyone there is part of the Roman Catholic Church under the Pope of Rome, the Bishop of Rome. His his position is, is a position that embraces all that you see on this page. We have to go back up almost to the top. From Antioch, we have the Chaldeans, and we have the Syro-Malabaris. They're also in India. The Chaldeans are from Iraq and Iran. They're under tremendous pressure today because of the life that's around them, and them and the people from Lebanon and Syria, Christians, are moving out in droves. And there's tremendous immigration to, uh, to Europe, to the United States, because the amount of violence is just becoming unsafe. And yet there's some that are staying for now. And then, even though the Latin rite, you and I, is the largest on this sheet, it's way over here. It's just the way things develop. In the West, in the West, there were other churches. Uh, You know, there was the Gallican Church, which would be France. 
but by the year 1000, it's, it, it's been subsumed into the Roman, the Latin church. So we had other churches, but they, because of the, you know, the prominence of Rome, it embraced them all. The Second Vatican Council, in this decree on Eastern churches, did a tremendous uh, help to, first of all, for us to recognize what is the Catholic Church. I mean, we are blessed here in Ohio. We have nine, nine dioceses. Six of them are Latin dioceses. Cincinnati was first, and then Cleveland, and then we had Toledo, Columbus, Youngstown, and then last was Steubenville. In Palma, we have the Byzantine Epochy, which is a diocese, you know, the Epoch, John Kudrick is as much a bishop as I am. And therefore the Ruthenians, going down to the bottom of the sheet, the Ruthenians, their bishop is in, is in Pama. Now that, he has many, many states in the United States. You know, they're not great in number, but they are a diocese or an epochy. In Parma, we also have the Ukrainian diocese. So John Bora is the bishop for the diocese of the Ukrainians. And in Canton, Ohio, John Michael Botin is the bishop of the Romanian church, or epochy. So when we say how many dioceses are in, the, uh, are in Ohio, you know, many times we say, well, there are six of us. Well, that's kind of the arrogance of the Latin rite because we're so big. No, there are nine of us. So six times a year, when the bishops of Ohio get together to talk about things like uh, you know, what's happening for funding for Catholic schools or things like that. All nine of us come together. The nine of us are the bishops of Ohio. And so for those kind of things, all of them come together. Last July 4th, we had, remember the fortnight that was decreed by, you know, you know, by our conference and we had big masses on July 4th regarding religious freedom. Well, Bishop Kudrick and Bishop Bora both came and concelebrated with me here at mass at 10 o'clock. I mean, we're all the bishops in the same church, you know, the, you know, the Roman Catholic Church. We come from different churches within that umbrella. An umbrella is not a bad image. An umbrella takes in a wider group. And so one way of looking at it is the Roman Catholic Church is, is the umbrella, and within it are 22 
small r, units. And every one of them has its own identity, has its own identity. I said at the very beginning that even though we finished the uh, the uh, work on divine revelation, at the very beginning of this letter, it praises the Eastern churches because they maintain the tradition that came from the apostles and was planted in their areas. Remember when we talked about scripture and tradition? That there were two ways that God revealed himself? Well, the Eastern churches have maintained some of the things that the apostles had at the beginning, and the Western church has maintained certain things, and together they add to the the splendor of the Catholic Church. And in fact, John Paul II made it very popular to talk about the Eastern churches and the Western church in the sense of the body needs two lungs and the church has the Eastern and the Western lung. Let me just give you one quick example We'll probably talk more about this next week, but when you read a theology book on, on the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if it's written by a Latin, Thomas Aquinas, he'll always talk about the one God and then talk about the three persons. The Eastern theologian will talk about the three persons and then talk about the one God. It's just two different ways of looking at things. It, you know, it's not that one is right and one is wrong. It's only when you see it from both sides that you get a, a better picture of the mystery of it all. Remember, it's a mystery, so no one way is going to capture it. No, there are many different ways of looking at a mystery. And the East, their way of, of reflecting on something, thinking about something, is different than a Westerner. A Westerner is more logical, rational. The Easterner is more spiritual and mystical. Having both makes the life of the church that much more full, comprehensive. It helps us not only in our learning, but in our feeling, in our personal relationship with God. The, the uh, Eastern churches are full of, if you've gone to any of them, you know, symbolism and richness of ceremony which can create a very prayerful atmosphere. The Westerner tends to, you know, to get to the matter directly. It's a clearer picture. But sometimes clarity can be a bit deceiving. Clarity can only be so much when you're dealing with a mystery. 
And so today, as we reflect on the Eastern churches, it's not like they're the poor cousins. Just because they're small, remember, the Eastern churches, first of all, they were the first and the strongest and all that. You know, it says in the writings that the followers of Christ were first called Christians in Antioch. They were first called Catholics in Antioch. You know, there were schools at Antioch and Alexandria in the third century, you know, long before there was any of that in the West. But they experienced something that the West did not experience to such an extreme. And that was the Muslims. Remember, they were founded in 622 in Saudi Arabia. And northern Africa was all Catholic. And in less than 100 years, it was all Muslim. And the Muslims then in the Near East. So that historically, the Eastern churches have gone through tremendous suffering. Until this recent time, most of those countries, they lived in accommodation. The Catholics, the Christians, they were second-class citizens, but they weren't being harmed physically. But, I mean, you couldn't get certain jobs, you couldn't get certain apartments, things like that, because you weren't a Muslim. But they lived there, and it was the presence of Christ in those areas that they were faithful to and maintained. In the last, you know, in the last number of years and even to the present, right now we see that the situation has got so bad that many, many of them are leaving. They just cannot, you know, have their children in such situations and all of that, that, you know, where there's this indiscriminate killing and all. So, but the Eastern churches were once great in, in, in numbers. But with the Muslim, you know, advancement across northern Africa and through the Near East, it certainly, um, you know, changed things. One way to look at the 22 is that they all have the same faith. The creed is the creed. They have the same seven sacraments. Now, they may celebrate them differently, and we'll talk about that next week, but they have the same seven sacraments. And they have the same governance. The Pope, bishops, priests, they all have parishes. So they, those come down to, and the Second Vatican Council taught it, is... What determines membership in the Catholic Church? That they have the same faith, they have the same sacraments, and they have the same governance. Now they tell a story. Remember, I, I, I mentioned certain places like Alexandria and Antioch, and uh, 
Constantinople and all of that, the Armenians. Well, lo and behold, and this gets, you know, some of those groups, the head of the group is called a patriarch. At the Second Vatican Council, they're getting ready to have the great procession into St. Peter's, over 2,000 bishops. And wouldn't you know, a fight, not a, you know, not a physical fight, but a verbal fight starts. The cardinals are telling the patriarchs to get in front of them in the line. And finally, you know, the patriarchs, you know, they didn't pay attention. They, 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 they may not have understood either. So the cardinals go to John the 23rd. And John the 23rd says, I'm sorry, my brothers, but the patriarchs are higher than you, so please move forward and let them get in line in front of me. I only share that, first of all, to show that even in governance, there are some different titles and realities. I also tell that story because it does show that the understanding about the East is not all that it should be. And that's why I'm happy that one of the 16 documents is on the Eastern churches, so that we get a chance to talk about them and so that we understand, or at least we appreciate, that everyone doesn't do it our way. Others, just as Catholic, do it differently. And there's nothing wrong with that because... What did I say? The difference between Cleveland and Akron? And Cleveland and, and New Orleans? Well, the same thing happened. There were differences between Rome, how you do things, and in Antioch or in Alexandria. But it doesn't change faith. It doesn't change the seven sacraments. And it doesn't change governance. So there's unity in diversity, and there's diversity in the unity. Sometimes we would like it all nice and neat. You know, then we feel that we can handle it. Of course, we can't handle anything, really, when it comes down to it. But, you know, we delude ourselves. But in point of fact, the diversity is not to be frightened about. We'll continue on that next week. You've been listening to the Year of Faith discussion series presented by the Most Reverend Richard Lennon, Bishop of the Cleveland Catholic Diocese. This series is presented as part of Benedict XVI's request that there be opportunities for the faithful to deepen their appreciation and their knowledge of church teaching. The entire series is available on our Year of Faith website, dioceseofcleveland.org slash yearoffaith. That's D-I-O-C-E-S-E of cleveland.org slash year of faith. Thank you for listening.